Listen and subscribe to the GrowthCraft Startup Community Podcast on all the major podcast players, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere where podcasts are available. And leave a five-star review if you like it. We need those reviews to grow the show, and it's the easiest way to help us grow the show that you can do right now. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Podcasts or Spotify, and leave a five-star review for the GrowthCraft Startup Community Podcast. And tell all of your friends who are entrepreneurs to take a listen. And thanks. Hi there. My name is Hassan Sorrells. This is Tom Libby, and you are listening to the GrowthCraft Podcast. The GrowthCraft Podcast is designed with the startup founder in mind. This podcast is committed to growing your connections to our GrowthCraft advisors, increasing your engagement with the GrowthCraft community overall, and to growing your knowledge about all the benefits that GrowthCraft can provide for your startup project. We can't wait to bring you along on our journey today. Here on the podcast, we interview startup founders, advisors, and others about their journey, their product, their process, and of course, how they came to be involved with GrowthCraft. And today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Lisa Schirmerhorn. Yes, I got it. All right. Yes. You all have no idea how much I've been practicing that. And Kevin Martin, not that last name. Kevin, I got. So welcome to the podcast, Lisa and Kevin. For the benefit of our listeners, let's start right off. What is it that you both do exactly? Lisa, why don't you start that off? <laughs> well, um, our company is called Center for Next Level Performance, and that's what exactly what we do. We help people get to the next level, where they want to be, because most people often will get stuck in a certain way where they've kind of hit a glass ceiling or... Um, are in an area where they're not really happy. Um, one of the things that we are certified in is with the Why Institute, helping people discover their why, why they do what they do. And that works for the individual as well as teams and for business branding. So let's say you find out your why, you may find out that the position you're in is not in your why. And you'll know that anyway, because you're not happy in the position that you're in. So we help people discover their why, help them kind of get out of their way and release any blocks uh, and help them get to the next level. But we're different because we use a lot of cutting edge techniques that most people are un un unaware of. Yeah, you know, when it comes to startups and founders, right, there's a lot of things that they have to deal with. And there's a lot of, you know, you have their, your product, your service, and getting it out there and everything. But one of the things that they don't think about a lot is how about their, their real belief in where they're going? How about the anxiety that they get in their work and at home? As, as founders, there's a lot of stress. That's where we come in. That's where getting to that next level. A lot of people don't think of those as, as obstacles, but they truly are. So we help them get around, get over, or get right through the obstacles to get to that next level. It's like business therapy. 
business. You know what? Stuff. I've they never really heard anyone it. say that, but that's exactly what it is. You um, can use that. I don't own that phrase. You can have it. Oh, right. <laughs> Although I'm not a, a licensed clinical mental health professional, but you know, in the techniques that we use, both of us are certified as uh, NLP, neuro linguistic uh, practitioners, uh, neuro linguistic linguistic programming thank you (laughs) (laughs) practitioner and it's basically all about excellence it's the study of excellence so it helps people really discover um you know to them for them to excel to get to the best that they can be and kevin actually is an instructor in nlp um he's he's a true expert in that area and it also helps in sales. NLP is a is a tremendous um, tool to use in sales. It, it certainly is. And one last thing is, you know, I, I worked early on with a lot of clinical type issues, and then I I I transformed and and moved into coaching with Lisa, and I I had this astounding find that I you know that I found business owners are humans and they have all the same problems that everyone else has. <laughs> it will be shocking to our listeners to know the business owners are humans. Go ahead, Tom. Take it away. <laughs> I was going to say, first thing, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take, we'll take the sales conversation offline. Cause I've, I'd definitely be curious to know um, how, how your thoughts on how this directly impacts sales. Cause this is for founders and startups, right? So this, this particular right. podcast will, and I know they deal with sales on their own too, but again, I think that what Kevin was talking about goes way deeper than just the way a founder sells versus an actual right, sales right. team. So my question is more geared toward, so you you talk about the why thing, right? So I have a why question for you. Why do this? Like what prompted the idea that you wanted to do this for a profession? You I, Something something in you woke up one morning and said, I want to become a consultant. Let me go consult companies on how to you know, make themselves better. So what was the catalyst for this? What prompted this? Like, well, this I is go do perfect, perfect question. Thank you for this. Because when Kevin and I came together to, to start this business together, um, we could not get our website going. The wording, everything, our branding, we struggled with it. We were working with experts and people were saying, well, you need to gear towards this type of client. You need to gear towards that type of client. As soon as both of us did our why, we realized that we were given the complete wrong advice. For instance, both Kevin and I are challenged. That's our why. And what that means is that we are out of the box problem, you know, out of the box thinkers. So people who are more edgy want to do things differently. Now, do what do, does an accountant or an engineer or a banker want to work with someone like us? Maybe if they're more edgy. But for the most part, we realized that entrepreneurs who are out of the box thinkers were going to be more aligned in the way that we think and the way we do our work. We are both how we do that is better way. We help people find a better way to do what they're doing. So when you come from your why, it's an emotional place. So when you're pitching, when you're, you know, when you're putting your branding together, you're you're actually uh, connecting to someone's emotions, which is where people buy from. It's where they invest from. So, uh, Kevin, I don't know if you want to talk more about yeah, well, that I, part I of the wanna, brain. I, I just want to finish the your, your story. Is you know, 
after we both discovered our why, within two weeks, we had the messaging in the website, all, all the design for the website yes. done. It clicked. That's what it did. And, and we said, oh, we can help other people do that, right? To really make, it, it's really, it's an alignment in, in who you are in what you're doing at the same time. So once that alignment comes in, things get much easier. And, and, that's, and, that's, what, and that's what happened. Uh, that's one of the reasons we're we're doing that what we what we do and with the why and stuff like that and it goes a lot further you know one day we did wake up and we said let's help people you know Lisa and I have both have our own backstories uh, for helping people and we both feel very passionate in it. So I want to Lisa I don't want to step on you, but I want to ask you another question. I want to kind of ask you a follow up to something that you mentioned. <laughs> in answering our initial question okay um and i want to kind of go back to it because it's a, something it's like an argument that a friend of mine and i have been having for the last few years and it's an argument around excellence and what constitutes that now i have a background in the fine arts right um before i became got into business and entrepreneurship and all that so that makes me a little bit edgy right um, i mean i imagine take that edginess into business schools and things like that um but with that context, the way I think of excellence is a little bit probably closer to performance versus maybe art, right? And so how do you define excellence and talk a little bit about that, particularly when we're talking about in the context of a startup or a founder or a person who's just trying to go from napkin to, hey, I want to hire one employee. Like, how do we define excellence for that person? Join the GrowthCraft startup community online via Zoom each first Tuesday of the month at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time for Expert Tuesdays. With Expert Tuesdays, you'll hear from one of our top-notch expert advisors and thought leaders in an informative workshop or presentation focusing on a topic important to emerging and growing companies. From sales and marketing to storytelling and leadership, in this hour-long monthly session, you will be able to connect with the GrowthCraft community, advisors, founders, and others. And you'll learn entrepreneurship skills you can apply to your startup project uh, right now. Check out the links to the GrowthCraft website to join us on Expert Tuesdays in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. And thanks. Well, I think I think there's a couple of different parts to it. And I think Kevin can speak to the excellence within NLP. But when I I wrote a book, a best-selling book called In Every Belief is a Lie, and L-I-E is in the middle of belief. And what that is is about we are all programmed. We all got programmed from the time we were born, and, and we can even go in before because we inherit beliefs and uh from our, our parents, grandparents, etc., through our DNA. But what happens is if we are living vicariously through other people, if we are doing things because other people think we should be doing it instead of stepping into our own power, then when we step into our own power, that is your excellence, right? Because everyone has their own unique, special ability gift that was they brought in here. So my excellence is going to be different than yours, which is different than Kevin. And, and so on. So my what I do is I help people release the old belief systems and then step into who they are meant to be. And that's what Kevin does also. 
But in NLP, when you talk about excellence, it's a little different. Um, Kevin, I don't know if you want to uh, expand on that. I think I think from from that point of view, and, and I'll go with performance. Okay, it's mm-hmm. being able to work at your top level. Yeah. Right. It's being able to work at your top level, being in the, able to work in this thing we call flow. I mean, maybe that's an overused term nowadays, but it's when things are going so easy for you and, and you can just output whatever you're doing without any distractions, without anything going on and, and just get your best work done. That doesn't come often for people. They They sometimes find moments of that. But getting to your excellence is to be able to find that much more often on a daily basis. Excellent. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. Well, I was just going to say, so, but how, but who defines that, right? You as a consultant or me as like, let's pretend I'm the client, right? So do I come to you and say, I'm here, I want to be here? Or is that something that you evaluate and say, I feel like you're here and I think you can be here. And then there's some sort of agreement. Like how, how, how does that work? If you're... It, it, it's a, a lot of the times it's up to the individual, right? It's up to the individual. What's what's that Tom? I'm sorry. Oh, so me, me as the client, I would determine that you're saying you as you as okay. a client, you, you, if you didn't, if you thought you were already here, you wouldn't be looking for anyone like me. Right. Right. Well, so Michael you, Jordan still had a coach. Tom <laughs> Brady still had a coach. So no matter how, no matter where you put your hand in right. here, you, you can always feel like you need somebody to, to push your limits. That's like, right. you, you feel like you need to go a little, or you, you might be able to get a little better, but it's still you. It's, it, it's still you. It. Now what I'll do is I'll assess why you're at the level you're at and why you haven't been able to move. And let's let's find those obstacles and let's get rid of those obstacles. Right. And and another thing is, if you, uh, for instance, I had a client who had been depressed for a good bit of her life. She would wake up and go to work and she was just miserable. And she thought that she was broken. What she discovered is when she did her why, she realized she was in the wrong profession, that she was in the wrong why. And and the the example I will give, she found out that she was a challenge, someone who thinks outside the box, someone who's very independent, independent thinker. She had been 20 years in an industry, in a job where she was sitting at a desk with someone micromanaging her, making phone calls all day. And she was miserable. When we talked about her changing her position and what she wanted to do, she lit up. And, and let me ask you a question. When you're doing something that you love, it never feels like work. You have limitless energy for it. So when you talk about when someone is at the top of their game, right? Because when they're in their why, it they love it. I mean, I have days where I'll work 10, 12, 14 hours, and I may be, you know, a little tired at the end of the day, but that day never felt like work for me. And that's what we're trying to help people achieve. And and when you have a startup, you have to be really careful about who you bring in, right? You don't, you know, you can't afford to bring in someone who is going to drag your business down. 
So when you have someone who has a why that's complementary for you, you don't want someone who has the same why generally. You want to complement that. So when you make sure that you have a variety of whys so you can draw off that talent. For instance, we did work with a school and they had two teachers that felt majorly disenfranchised. Those two teachers were challenged. Now, the rest of the administration, we get the order from their top Y all the way down to their least favorite. Guess what? All of the administration challenge was way down in the bottom. So these teachers didn't feel heard, they didn't feel understood, and they didn't feel appreciated. And it was a major problem going on. So understand that when you have an assortment, you have people who have gifts in different areas that can help accelerate your business to a whole nother level. Now I'm going to ask a sort of a 50,000 foot large question, and then we're going to get down into the nitty gritty of this, because I want to find out what you're a little bit about your process, a little bit how you work with folks. Um, you know, if I'm a startup founder, um, what can I expect if I'm working with Kevin and Lisa? What is that? What is that? What is the nitty gritty of that process look like? Before I ask that question, though, before I go there, I want to ask you one final 50,000-foot question, and I want to preface it and contextualize it with this. Part of the breakup of mass industrialization of the 20th century has been the creation of this amazing thing called the internet, which has allowed people to connect with the smallest possible viable audience, whether they're entrepreneurs or folks like yourselves, um, artists, writers, whoever, right? If they're brave enough to go out on the internet and um, and take the internet at its word. Okay. Is this process of finding your why and of and of really pursuing that? You talked about a teacher, right? Working in a system or two teachers working in a system, which I can't think of a more mass-produced system than education, quite frankly, as it is done in America right now, particularly in the K through 12 area, which is why we're having so many problems with it. Don't get me started on that. It resists the long tail, right? Uh, <laughs> to its detriment, almost, right? Um, but how are you taking teachers like those two because of this sort of collapse of mass that's happening all around us and hasn't been happening for 20 years? How do you take those people out onto the long tail of their why? And quite frankly, here's a big question because founders are going to ask this. How do you make sure they still get paid? Because everything that I want to do in my why is not something necessarily the market may value enough to pay me for. So how do we close the gap between those two things? Well, you're if you're doing something in your startup, right? It mm -hmm. came from you. It was your idea. Yep. It was it was your concept. So you know, my argument is it is your why, right? Yeah. So you're doing something in your why. Now you want to get other people and 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 communicate from your why to other people who have similar whys. So it helps you narrow your communication to the people who are going to be attracted to who you are and what you do. I, I'll never forget, I went to a chamber event and I was speaking to a banker. He asked me what I did and I started to explain it as I was shaking his hand. And all of a sudden his shoulders went up and went and, and walked away. Uh, because he didn't understand it because it was edgy. It was, you know, it was not something that he wanted. He wanted something more conventional, which is fine. Do I want to market to someone like that? No. 
So when I know my why, then I know who I'm marketing to. And so it leads to a better message and it it leads to people better understanding who you are and better understanding that I need this. I need what this person has. That alignment that I was talking about, when someone fully embraces, not just because finds it out, but embraces their why, their what, and their how, um, then they are they are talking with that always coming out in their messaging, no matter who they talk to. They are going to have much more success with that alignment than they ever would without it. Okay, so not only will they be doing the things they like to do, they want to do, but they'll have a lot greater odds of being able to get paid for it. Right. Um, and and for in- oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to say basically when you're when you're when you embrace that why, uh, your messaging, your everything you say comes from the emotional part, the limbic part of your brain. Okay. And that's the thing where it allows us to connect with people much better than the neocortex. Yeah, the logical right. thing helps us solve problems, but the limbic thing helps us connect. And that's what right. being successful is all about is connecting. Join us online via Zoom at the Growthcraft Startup Community Founders Forum each third Tuesday of the month at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Look, advisors and founders, we're, we're all in this together. Building relationships with your peers and entrepreneurship is just as important as connecting with experts and advisors. Each month, every third Thursday, we'll meet online via Zoom to share ideas, get support, support each other, and talk about universal issues that nearly all startups share. We'll celebrate our victories, chat about challenges, and then break out into small groups to address a timely topic of interest. It's a great way to meet like-minded entrepreneurs. Check out the links to the third Tuesday events on the Growthcraft website and join us at the Growthcraft Startup Community Founders Forum in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. So what we refer to this as the why operating system. So it's your why, your how, and your what. So my why is challenge. So my why is that I'm here to, you know, I, I, the way I do my why is that I'm about challenging conventional thinking, thinking outside the box. I'm a visionary. How I do that is I help people find a better way and share it. And then what I bring is ultimately bring is the ability to make sense out of complicated situations and problems. So I'm an out of the box problem solver. So once people understand that, then, then, you know, that's my messaging. Now, because I'm visionary, it's good to work with people who have complementary skill set, such as someone who might be right way, who's very structured, or someone who's simplified, who can take large amounts of information and break it down and ground it and make things happen. So if you have a startup and you've got a whole bunch of visionaries and no one on your um, on your team that's a, a, a right way or a simplifier, then you're going to have a really hard time getting your business off the ground. So this is what we do is we come in and say, you need to have this assortment of skill sets in order to really do well. It's having identifying that in a, in a very early stage. Um, yeah. that. Uh, I think Tom already knows what I am. I'm a challenge because I thought I heard to 
Tom say to somebody that it was challenging to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I, I I know I I know for a fact Hassan knew I was going to go here. Um, and I, he just wasn't. He just wasn't sure when I was going to get there. But he just I wasn't sure when. Yeah, I'll take, <laughs> yeah. This, I'll take this opportunity to go to go here. So I, I want to challenge you a little bit by asking, um, and I want to ask this in a very respectful way because, as you, at least I don't know you quite as well, but I know Kevin really well, and, and I, I respect him tremendously. So I want to make sure I ask this the right way. But I'm guessing that there's a certain amount of people, like you could take percentages all grotten, right? Whatever. Like there's a certain percentage of people that buy into the wide operating system hook line and sinker like it literally drives their entire life right then you have other people that look at it and go <laughs> whatever like it's like hogwash right and i'm not saying one's right or wrong I, it's not for me to tell what i want to know is how do you take that person that you that that you know you can help has no idea whether or not your system is going to help them truly or not how do you get them from a doubter to a believer and then and then push them forward to their excellence, right? And I'm not suggesting that you're, I'm not asking you to fight up the stream and be a brute for it. I, I, I understand what I'm asking sounds like it's, uh, like I'm trying to force, I'm asking you to tell me about a story that you forced this into somebody else. And that's not what I mean. I just want to no, know no, no. Like it, how you it, can. It, yeah, it starts with a conversation. Just talking so, to someone, finding out what are, what are your issues? What are you struggling with? And, and what happens is it just turns into this conversation. And I'll tell you something that's interesting about the why and why it's helped me so much is that it, it, it cuts down on the amount of time that I have to spend with someone trying to figure out what their problem is. Because with each why, there is a strength and an area that needs improvement. And then I have the order of the whys and someone's least favorite why, for instance, as a challenge, I'm thinking outside the box all the time. I don't want to be like anyone else. My my number nine is 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 right way. And these are people who are very structured and there's always a way to do things. And it's a repeatable, you know, resource. It's something that they have to make sure that in manufacturing, you have to make sure that everything is done exactly the same way. Do I want to do that job? No. I would lose my mind doing it. But now I appreciate them. Now I know why they do the things that they do. They're not doing things to aggravate me. We better understand how our minds work, what our whys are and why it's important and why I need them. Mm -hmm. And, and it helps me understand why I'm triggered by someone who's right way, because for me, it feels like control. And so when I get triggered by someone or something, that's something that I know that I need to work on. So through conversation and through getting to know someone and what their bigger triggers are, then we can go in and assess, you know, where did this come from? How do we release that? You know, one of the things that I love to do is I take someone through their life to their programming. And Kevin does this too. We go to their programming. What is it? that you know you're struggling with oftentimes it's something from your childhood and think about when someone comes up with this beautiful idea and now they have to go up in front of a bunch of people and ask for money you remember going in front of your father or mother or asking for allowance it's pretty intimidating it's do. a scary thing right getting up and speaking so we help people get more confident in that area and, and help them better 
feel better in who they are and and have more confidence and get rid of those those old belief systems that trigger them. Right. And and, and I Lisa Lisa said this but I'm going to emphasize this. When we start working with people, we're going to walk them through the why not just for them. We also tell them and it's very true and she explained it, it's going to be helpful for us to work with them. It's going to help us identify things. And then unlike a lot of the other tested disc tests that I took when I was in corporate and the uh, Myers-Briggs and everything, you get the results, you get this 10 page report and see ya, Lisa and I are there to help the, get the results of the why and integrate it in our work with them. So they get to appreciate it at a much deeper level. Does that make sense, Tom? Also. I had to ask though, Kevin. No, but <laughs> also the difference between the why and those other assessments is they're complementary because those other tests, the DISC tests and the Myers-Briggs and all of those other tests tell people how they do things. The why is literally the why, the emotion, the what gets you up in the morning. And one of the fun things that we like to do when people discover their why is What's the why for someone who's challenged? What kind of car do they buy versus someone who's a simplify? What kind of car would they buy? What kind of vacation? What kind of home? When you understand the process of how these people think, it it becomes a really fun um, exercise. Oh, poor Lisa, I would drive you bananas. <laughs> now, 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 Tom, the reason why you'll see it on the video, the reason why I made that face is because Tom struggles with buying cars. So we're going to leave that aside for just yeah, a moment. We can't, we can't talk about, <laughs> we can't talk about that. And, and instead, what we're going to do is we're going to turn the corner a little bit. And I want to talk about, I want to go a little bit more into the granular area of how do you work with a client, right? How do you work with me if I'm a startup advisor, right? So I've come into growth craft. Um, I'm going to build an avatar as a context for this mm -hmm. question. Um, I've come into growth craft. I've designed, let's say, an amazing product. I may be a little bit down the road to building a team. Um, I'm past the napkin stage, but I haven't yet hired people. I'm still working my day job because I still don't know how I'm going to make my my mortgage right. And I'm feeling I'm beginning to feel this tension right between working my day job and pursuing this vision of this product that I've developed. And I don't know how to resolve it. And, you know, I, I, I stumble across growth craft and our great founder, JP says, I've got a couple of advisors for you. And he sends me over to, uh, to both of you. And he says, go work with Kevin and Lisa. They'll help you out. How are you going to help me kind of walk me through a little bit step-by-step step what you're going to do for me? Well, well, first thing is how many people in startup deal with a lot of stress and anxiety, right? Oh, everybody, yes. So, yes. <laughs> so when you have that much stress and anxiety, how much of your energy and thoughts go into stress and anxiety versus what you want to accomplish? Okay, oh, all of it, right? It's like 90%. all of it, yeah. right? So, if you're thinking 80 to 90 percent of your time and energy is going, where's my money going to come from? How am I going to get this done? Versus focusing on what you really want, that's where your energy goes. So we help people get to neutral, right? Because we can't change, um, you know, we're, we're here to pull the emotion out of it so that you can stand in who you are and focus on the task at hand, not the emotion. So when you pull the emotion out of it, you can be grounded and then you can really focus. 
And I don't know if you want to add on that, but but you know, the, the stress and anxiety, number one, is is huge. And and then once you get on them, then who are you? What's your why? Who do you want to market to? And then we help you build your team because you want to have the right people on your team and that complement what you do and have the most efficiency because you're 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 working on a shoestring. We we um work with a lot a lot of discovery of that person that founder right we want to know a lot about them so the why is just a part of it we do a values assessment values evaluation right if someone's has a value that's really that's about risk that's really high that they don't want to take risk <laughs> we might say well what are you doing here well but the funny thing is with what work with lisa and i do actually if they were for some reason how they got to be a founder, but they valued uh, they valued safety so much, right? How they got to be a founder. We do have that ability to help change that within their mind because it is all about a mindset. It is all about a mindset. So we're going to get them to the proper mindset. We'll get rid of the anxiety. We'll get rid of the stress, right? When I say get rid of, we don't get rid of the problems. We get rid of rid of it up here so they can deal with it better, right? Because when you have the problems and you have all the stress and anxiety, you can't make the right decisions. Clearly, you can't go through and and think logically or clearly enough to handle them. So we get we get that out of the way so they can that start making those kind of decisions and doing those kind of things, and then. Through the assessments, we find out where the inner obstacles are. They're going to tell us where the outer obstacles are, right? We found out where the inner obstacles are, and then we get rid of them. You know, in the standard coaching we do, really outside, you know, the more general coaching we do, the big difference between Lisa and I and other coaches is that not only do we identify where, what your strengths and weaknesses are, we help you change those weaknesses and get rid of those obstacles in a really incredibly fast way because we're experts in human behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so what, what, let me ask you a question specifically about growth craft now, because Hasan gave you a little avatar uh, um, exercise. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to just ask you flat out, like, what what drew you to growth craft and why, you know, why is it an important part of your, uh, you know, your business, like it, what, what, what keeps you, what, what attracts you to growth craft and what keeps you in, involved with growth craft? Working then, with you, of course. Of course. It's always, it's always working with Tom. Well, it's, 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 it's the people, right? <laughs> and, and it's the similar shared values of, of, you know, these are people who are coming together to help other people. It's the contribute. It's, it's, you know, launching people, helping them become, you know, their best self. And that's why all of us are in this. At a really detailed level, um, you know, we met JP and you said shared values. We met JP through other organizations that we were helping out as well. And we have a lot of shared values. And when he shared his vision with us, it was, it was phenomenal. And we wanted yeah. to be part of that. We want to help make growth craft the place that can help as many uh, founders as possible. And I think it will. I think it will be a phenomenal organization for that. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree with all of that. I would also say that, um, you especially know, the one about working with me, hey, son. especially <laughs> the one about working yeah. with Tom. Again, it's all, it's all about Tom Libby, ladies and gentlemen. We're all here for him today. Uh, <laughs> um, but I would say it also as the as the startup, you know, as the leadership advisor, the work that both you both of you are doing is critically important um, for operations management and leadership considerations in startups, right? Um, if a if a startup founder doesn't have a vision established um, before they come and talk to me, then they can't make the granular decisions about leadership that they really need to make, and and they won't even know what skill sets that they need to work on um, in order, or, or already have potentially in their toolbox in order to build a team, in order to scale a business um, or scale a project, um, or even quite frankly, to go pursue funding um, and the types of investors to talk to and the kinds of ways to, as Lisa put it before, position themselves towards the market, right? And position themselves not only towards customers, but also, uh, also towards investors. So um, the work that you both are doing here is critical for the success of, um, Right. Uh, well, what what's the percentage of of entrepreneurs that actually get funded and become successful out of all of them? So we want to improve the odds, right? And and a big part of it is you can have the best idea in the whole world, brilliant, but unless you have the right people in your team and the right message and and the best marketing that you can possibly have. It, it'll sit there. And it's a really sad truth. But all of those things have to be considered. And and a lot of times when you have someone who's the inventor, they're not always the right person for the rest of the the rest of the package. So they have to be very choosy. And I, I work with a client who was just with a um, he's actually consultant to startups overseas. And he said, you know, one of the hardest things that he's had to witness is there was a team that they brought together that was horrible. They they couldn't get out of their own way. And, and they had this amazing product and they have literally sabotaged their own business. So having the right team, having the right message, having the right confidence, because and your why, when you're going in front of people and expressing your why um, to, to get funding, that's everything. You want to tug on their heartstrings. You want people to really get pulled in. You want them to be invested in who you are and what you do. And, and that's a huge part of what we do. Yeah. And I'll add one more. Having the right mindset. Yes. Having the right mindset. I've found that even if you have a great product and you have great marketing and you even have finance if you don't have the right mindset you're not going to go yeah you're not going to go yeah. yeah if you don't believe that you're worthy and deserving of success you will sabotage yourself over and over again we've watched it time and time again so it is about the mindset and this sabotage happens unconsciously you want to look at your patterns of what keeps happening over and over again, that hamster wheel that keeps happening. And that's how you know it's an unconscious belief system. Mm. 
we I'll let you wrap it up. I'll let you wrap it up, Hassan, on the, on the last the last. Uh, <laughs> I thought we left him speechless, but Tom's here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, as usual, we always ask our um, our guests, our, our advisors, or our, or our founders, um, what they would like to promote today, and and how do people check them out? Where can people go to find you? Are you speaking anywhere? Uh, do you have any books out that people can get that would give us more information about this process and about what you do, about finding and uh, and navigating from your why? So tell us how can how can our listeners find out where you are and where to go to where can they go to find out more about you? All right. Well, I'll start. I'll start. I'll let Kevin do that. Um, uh, CNLP, uh, which is Center for Next Level Performance, CNLPCoaching.com is our website. You can find out more about us. You can connect, contact us through there. You can find me uh, I'm on the advisor page on the Growthcraft Mining uh, Networks. Uh, both Lisa and I have books. Uh, mine is Living Your Dream Life Simply by Changing Your Perceptions. And Lisa, yours? Is, uh, it's In Every Belief is a Lie. It's on Amazon. It's a bestseller on Amazon. You can get it through there. Um, and uh, yeah, this was this was uh, so awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Find us on LinkedIn. Oh, and, yes, LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. is mm -hmm. Coffee with Kevin. <laughs> i get the i get the alert uh when he's doing it uh doing it in the mornings yes. so yes i definitely see it and i know that kevin is there um i don't always have the opportunity to, to attend but uh, i do i do yeah. see that kevin is thank, there thank you yeah thank so we're having us here yeah we love the opportunity to speak uh i always love being where tom is and <laughs> Well, I don't know how this episode got away from us. Hey, <laughs> We're now off the rails. So I'm going to end this by saying <laughs> thank you to uh, to Kevin and to Lisa for coming on and talking about their work as niche advisors with Growthcraft. We really appreciate having you both on and finding out more about what you do and your process and how it can help startup founders achieve and accomplish their why. We, of course, will have links to Kevin and Lisa. Um, We'll have links to their website. We'll have links to their LinkedIn profiles. And of course, links to their books. All in the show notes below the podcast player where you are listening to this episode of the Growthcraft podcast. Once again, thank you, Kevin and Lisa, for coming on the Growthcraft community, Startup Community podcast today. And uh, I look forward to seeing you around the horn. Thank you. And with that, we're out. Each second Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, join Growthcraft live and in person at Second Thursdays at CIC, located at 1 Broadway, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Located at Kendall Square, CIC features the most engaging entrepreneurial community in the Northeast, right next to MIT and minutes from Harvard University and downtown Boston. With 250,000 square feet of professionally managed, flexible workspace, CIC has every office amenity you could possibly need to scale your startup project. For those of you who are local, or if you're just visiting Boston, Growthcraft advisors and founders can meet others in our community face-to-face. -face. Join us for an informal social and informational get-together. Meet others, chat with advisors and peers, make connections, and then stay for Venture Cafe, starting at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, every second Thursday at CIC. 
Check out the links to the GrowthCraft website to join us live and in person at Second Thursdays at CIC in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to uh, right now. And thanks 